Hi there. Um, it's Julia. We don't know what's going on. It was like instant. We tried to rush out and get just a few bits and pieces, but we weren't allowed to leave. They were setting up and they told us to go back inside. So we did. And now it's, what, 10 past seven and still no information unless you go downstairs and come across the police and then ask them what's going on. They'll tell you that the building's in lockdown and go back to your house and wait for further instructions. Um, No one's knocked on the door to say anything. The way the building's been locked down, it's like a prison. From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As Melbourne goes back into shutdown, residents in nine public housing tower blocks enter the fifth day of forced lockdown by police. Critics say the response is disproportionate and should not have involved police. Premier Daniel Andrews argues that the measures are necessary to contain coronavirus. Inside the towers, residents are afraid and have limited access to food and other necessities. We spoke to Julia, a resident in Flemington, over the course of the lockdown. This first call took place at 7pm on Saturday, three hours after police shut down the tower that she lives in. I'm just a little bit um, concerned because I'm guessing a lot of people would have supplies for tonight, but, you know, they could have warned to say, you know, it's happening at well, 11.59, like they did with a lot of other suburbs. The stair exit is closed. Like there's, there are police outside at the fire exit as well. So there's no, you can't like come in and out without them seeing you. At every point of exit, there is a, there are a few police officers. Last time I counted, there were 15 police cars. Don't know how many actual officers are outside though. And it's kind of scary when people don't speak English and they've gone downstairs like this old man was trying to leave, an elderly gentleman, and they told him to go back inside and he didn't understand what, like he didn't understand why and he's really confused. So he did go back inside and went back upstairs to his house, but he doesn't know what's happening. Like why do you need a gun and why do you need to display it? You know what I mean? You don't need that. You don't need to be intimidating people who are already anxious. And some pe- people have mental health issues. People have PTSD. A lot of people who live here also are from war-torn countries and they've come out of that. Now they're, you know, go downstairs to see, oh, my goodness, police with their guns and things. What is that? I mean, you might need a few officers, that's fair enough, but the the scale of it, it's insane. It's there to make you feel like you're little and they will squash you. That is exactly what, what it's there for. That's what I think anyway. I can't find the right words, but it doesn't feel good when you're treated differently to the other suburbs that have the exact same problem. Like, yeah doesn't seem right at all. I mean, yeah, feels discriminatory, actually. It feels like it's being, we're being discriminated against because we live in um, public housing. It's just, it's kind of strange. Hi, so it's Julia again. It's been uh, well over 24 hours now and we are yet to receive any anything, so any supplies or even a knock at the door to tell us what's going on. 
I just tried to scrape together a meal, um, basically for myself and my partner. Um, and I'm just trying to get something into my toddler because being autistic, you, they don't just eat anything. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to feed him. For us, it's fine. We can scrape together something, but we're running out of bread and we need milk. I don't personally know anyone that's got the virus in the building. I don't even know if it's true anymore. Seriously, it's, it's, it's getting to that point. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but it's getting ridiculous. Since the beginning of this whole COVID like saga, you know, I've taken extra steps and precautions not to go out and everything like that. But they've caused a complete chaos and panic. That's why I'm, I'm really super scared to go outside at all now. We have on-site testing at the bottom of the building. We would like all residents to be tested today. Please help us so that we can help you. The test only tests for coronavirus and nothing else. Today, I've been tested. They they announce over the PA which levels they would like to come down. You basically need to follow that. So every hour, they're, they're doing like three or four levels. And yeah, hopefully we get the results back in, in one or two days. The first night definitely was, um, I did feel a bit of anxiety because of how quick it was happening. The next day, though, my anxiety kind of turned into a bit of rage just because of the the minimal communication and the type of communication that was being made. I mean, everything is on you, basically. You need to go downstairs. You need to find the right people to speak to. You need to call the phone numbers to organise whatever you need. And even then, they're not. They weren't delivered. Um, what's it called, Community Union Defence League, Cuddle. So people from there have been so lovely. They actually just contacted me saying they've bought some some more meals for my toddler and they're going to try to get them to me today in the afternoon. So that's fantastic. But, but you know, these are all other organisations. These aren't what Premier Andrews said. I'm getting more anxious as it goes along because we're told five-day lockdown, but the papers that have been handed out to us, the detention instructions, say 14 days. I'm in a group chat with with a few people now um, from a from a few of buildings, and one of the guys he said like he's waiting for his glaucoma medication, and he's still not got that. So it's just it's really a an explosion waiting to happen. We'll be back in a moment. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. 
Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. You can come down for testing now. In another hour, level four, level five, and level six. It's um, what, tw- uh, 20 pa- 25 past three? What is it today? I don't even know what day it is. Seriously, Monday. When I go downstairs, the feeling down there is pretty, it, it, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's um, it's a really foreign feeling. It's like we're in a different land. Um, <laughs> the, the building that I normally, you know, that you normally come in and out of every day, it's just, it, it feels so so foreign to me at the moment. Everyone's in these um, protective equipment, got police officers standing around. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I've not had a bad experience with, with them, but, but the other people that are actually doing the announcements over the PA, I think they need a little bit more uh, understanding of our situation, just with the attitude. There is some food The more you sit idle, you, your mind starts to race and then you start to think of all the terrible scenarios and then you're on social media reading things because you've got nothing else to do. Yeah, it's just it's really bad for your mental health, definitely, especially when you come across those really nasty comments, calling you names and calling you opportunists and things like that. So. <laughs> I've got nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed that I live here. You know, it, that's that's basically what I feel like they're trying to make me feel or, you know, to be ashamed that I live here. Look, things can happen to anyone. I've only lived here for about two years now. Prior to that, I was a full-time working person. I had a perfectly, you know, great life. Everything was fantastic, but things can happen. And now with people making comments like, oh, you guys getting everything for free anyway, things, you know, things like that. Like, what good does money do if you don't have your freedom? Saying things like, burn the place down, they're all useless, things like that. They're just, these people, oh, they're just, they're adding to the stress of the situation, I can say, definitely. It seems to me like they think that because this is basically government housing, they have the right to do anything in these buildings. So it's whatever they say goes. There's no consideration as to what what people are feeling or what people need. No consideration for hu- for human life here at all. I don't know why it is that these people were being punished. You know what? I'm really upset at the moment, like just thinking about it, and I don't want to burst into tears. So, um, no, I'm not going to say anything because I think it might be taken the wrong way. Like, I just, you know, my general message, my general message is just that, just stop putting on a show to people out there. Just all of this stuff that's being said that we're being provided with. You know, I, I never had anything against Premier Andrews. I actually did did not or don't still, but. Why the lies? Or, or if they're not lies, if you if that's what you've instructed, that it's not being done, mate. So you need to follow up on what's happening. I hope it's only only five days, and that you know it's going to be over soon. Hopefully.
Field reporting on this episode was done by Elle Marsh in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au. Also in the news, the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, has announced a lockdown of metropolitan Melbourne, effective from midnight tonight, for a period of six weeks. Under the reimposed Stage 3 restrictions, people in Melbourne and one regional shire will only be able to leave their homes for four reasons – work, food, exercise or medical care. Those restrictions are not as severe as the ones placed on the nine high-rise towers, where residents are still unable to leave for any reason. Victoria yesterday recorded its largest daily increase in COVID cases since the start of the pandemic, with 191 new cases. Several states have now announced that they're closing their borders to Victorian residents. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.